Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. I know Pastor has a beautiful word to share with you and all of you listening. All of our lives matter. Our lives are big. And everything you do matters. And you think, well, how can I compete with Bill Wilson and Kenya and crocodiles? I thought it was Florida for a minute and um, with the crocodiles. and Because he surrendered his life. And you surrender your life where you live. And you touch your community. You're kind to the people at the grocery store. You pray for people. That's huge. There's other callings that take you to Kenya. There's callings that bring you to the Philippines. There's callings that take you to work with business people or being a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. Hear God, follow God. When I think back all the years, you know, I was going to do some word search of 40 years and in biblical numerology, but 40 all brought judgment. So I don't know if I was the judgment. <laughs> and, um, but I thought, no, we won't get into 40 years or 40 days or any of that. We just say our life belongs to God. And it was always our prayer to be faithful to what God told us to do and where he called us to be. And that is the key, is faithfulness and realizing your life is not your own, that you have been bought with a price. And so that's it. And it's through every day and through the years, you build something when you're anchored in Christ. And there is no place that you could find that is without tests and trials and issues unless you go to Switzerland, because that's like so gorgeous, but that's not the point. You go where God tells you to go, and you give your life there. Let me read one verse, and then I'll, I'll step down. In Romans 12, 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And without reading fully in context the scripture by itself, speaks loud and clear that once you present yourself unto God as a living sacrifice, every day of your life, your life will be full of adventures, full of miracles, full of moments where you see God come into your situation. You learn to wait on God. You know, when we came, there were no cell phones here, no internet. Cars were not invented yet. No, it wasn't that long ago. And we came by boat, you know, but there were missionaries that, you know, came by boat, but we didn't. And uh, we're not that old yet. But whatever your generation is, just be faithful, faithful to God. And we could not have done anything that we have done without the beautiful people to receive us, tolerate us at times. I'm sure they had many prayers and of, oh my gosh, this couple and me. And, um, but we did something great together and the next generation shall do the same. So wherever you're at, 
be there and make a difference there. Praising God there. Loving the people there. And watch miracles happen. Amen. Thank you, all of you. God bless you. Don't help me, honey. Of course, Bill had to be up a tree looking at hippos in the water. Amazing. You know, as we are sharing today, 40 years, sometimes it seems like it went by so fast, other times it's like 100 years. No. <laughs> Life does go by fast, and I want to follow up with what Shadi said about how we live. You know, I, uh, this offering here is, means a lot, not because of what's inside, but because of the time and the sacrifice and the love in which it's given. The most valuable thing you'll ever give as a believer will never fit in an envelope because you're too big to go inside here. The richest offering you'll ever give is yourself. And that's what God wants more than anything. And if you'll just surrender who you are to him, life becomes this incredible adventure. You talk about a return that will come from that. And we made a decision years ago that we belong to him. And not just because you're a pastor or a preacher, you're called to the ministry, I want to encourage everyone who's watching to make those kind of decisions as a businessman or a businesswoman, as a husband, as a, as a wife, as a mother, as a father, a son or daughter, that when Jesus comes into your life, you're his. And wherever he wants you to go, whatever he wants you to do, you can trust him because he's good. Whatever his plans are for you, they're good. As we celebrate today, really, Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your paths straight and smooth and remove obstacles that block your way and we have a testimony of 40 years that God has done that on our behalf. Before we ever came to the Philippines, our heart was just, Lord, we want to do your will. That ought to be the heart cry of every believer. Lord, I just want to do your will. I've told my kids growing up, I've never tried to prophesy to them or try to tell them that they need to go into the ministry. I just want them to do the will of God, whatever that is for their life. Just find the will of God walk in it. Whatever that is, just do the will of God. It'll be good. It'll be rewarding. It'll be purposeful. When we were in school, there was a verse that really impressed upon us, just delight yourself in the Lord. And that's what we began to do, to delight ourselves in Him. And the other part of that is He would give you the desires of your heart, not meaning that whatever you desire, He'll give you. It means the desire you have, He gave it to you. As you delight in him, he becomes the source 
of your desires. Of course, you're going to have to learn to qualify desires that come up out of your spirit and your heart or things that might be of the flesh or your head. God is not responsible to bring, bring fleshly desires to pass. Those are carnal, temporary, earthly, and natural, and they have no lasting value. But as you delight in him, he begins to birth things on the inside of you, and sometimes when it comes up, you'll get a desire to do something you never dreamed of, like go to the Philippines. And to qualify one of the comments of Josel and Mylene, you might be a little confused. As we delighted ourselves in him, God spoke to us through some people that we saw and heard one day and says, I want you to go work with that person. That's the country I want you to go to. And, and something came alive on the inside. And we knew. We knew we were going to the Philippines. We went back to our state of Florida. We started a Bible study and just ministered to people there. And I remember one night in the Bible study, and it just began to grow. There was such a hunger in that area because there was no really solid, great church. People were on their knees in a Bible study in front of Shadi, begging, please stay. You, you need to start this church. You need to start a church. She goes, no, no, no. We, we got to go to the Philippines. It's not we need to, it's we must. And... It was a couple days after that became really strong in our hearts, and there was a National Geographic special on the Philippines. And we saw that, we went, because oh, we really didn't know anything about the Philippines other than that's where you're supposed to go. So we thought, a National Geographic special, how cool. We're going to get some insight into where we're going. Oh, boy. It was a special on the Banawi rice terraces, and all the men were in G-strings with feathers in their hair, and I'm thinking, oh my God. And that's the only thing they showed us, was rice terraces, igorots, G-strings. And we said, Lord, we'll still go. <laughs> Well, we were surprised. Now, we, we realized there was more to it, but that was, the, even when we saw that, I thought, Lord, I'll go, but I'm not wearing one of those. Shadi's, and that's what she said. She goes, oh, honey, you might look cute in that. No, my butt would get cold. And, uh, and the funny thing is, years later, we found ourselves in Ifogao, up in Banawi, all through the north, and ministering up there. And the funniest thing, when we first went up there in 81, 1981 is our first trip up into Ifogao and into the mountains. And guys working on roads were wearing G-strings. I mean, the road crew was in G-strings, and I went, oh, I think I saw that guy just last year. It wasn't Pastor Paul. I think it maybe it was his father, his Lolo, I don't know. And, uh, and the thing is, at night it got cold. And the guys had caps on and sweaters on. And I'm thinking, dude, just put some pants on, you'll warm up. But anyway, you know, as we celebrate 40 years, it is a testimony. And, and I, the songs this morning were just so appropriate. It is a testimony to the faithfulness of God who called us, strengthened us, empowered us, and sent us. And it's also a testimony to the people of this nation that received us, 
loved us, continued to love us, and have shared life together with us. You know, it's, you have to have relationships. And in the last couple days in the celebration and yesterday with the pastors and, and looking at 40 years and then the pictures up there, you know, the first person that spoke on that video, Pastor Alex, I got saved on a Wednesday night when he preached. So that man's been a part of my life uh, since 1976 when I got saved. And uh, when we go back to the States, we'll be in Florida, and I'll probably preach in his church again. And so it's, it's wonderful having the people that you share life together with. That's what enriches your life. And as we're here today, and I, I know most everybody that's watching is watching online. There's a few people here today, but uh, Pastor Joey and Uda are here today. And Sean and I want to thank you from the very beginning. And you know, there's some people that from the very beginning of new life. And uh, you guys, um, we watched you, you know, when you got saved. And, and then, but you have been there for us and loved us and put up with us and tolerated us and supported us and prayed for us. And, and uh, you, you, you've always been there, and we're grateful for that. And, and, and also, just out of the few, very few people here, because, you know, we're not supposed to be gathering, so there's only a very few people here. One of the few, very few people here today is Romulan. And Romulan, we've known you since the days in the province, you know, um, from Antique. We lived in, in Calibo and Aklan, and Romulan's family was uh, from Ibahai in Antique, and, and uh, many, 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 many years. Uh, Romulan was very young. I think we met her when she was six. No, no. She wasn't that young, but friendships and relationships that you have and share over the years is what makes your life rich, and we're grateful for that. I want to, uh, I don't want to just ramble and talk. I do want to share some, some of the Bible while we're here together today. I want to go back to some things that I shared last week on faith, beginning in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed in the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. For by this kind of faith, men of old gain divine approval, believing in things that you have heard but have not seen come to pass but you have not given up and you have not quit. And if there's anything that is needed and necessary in your faith and your confidence in God, is you purpose in your heart, I will not give up and I will not quit. Verse three, and this is such a powerful, powerful verse that we could probably do a seminar on this for a month. By faith, that is with an inherent trust and enduring confidence an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God. If there's anything that you need to have an enduring confidence in, it is in his power, in his wisdom, and his goodness. And we understand that the worlds, the ages, were framed and created, formed and put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. 
So that which is seen was not made out of things which are visible. I want you to understand that the written word needs to be believed, received, and trusted in, and acted on. And when you believe it, receive it, and act on it, it will accomplish verse 3 in your life. That written word along with the spoken word, that word that is personal to you. I can only find Philistines and Philippians in the Bible, but I can't find Philippines. I can find a written word that teaches me how to trust him, rely upon him, believe in him. It reveals his character, his goodness, and that he's always there for me, who he is to me, and who I am to him. But then comes a time once I move from that, not move from it, but when I add to that what his spirit is speaking to me, and when he says Philippines, and it resonates on the inside of me as his spirit is wanting to lead and to direct Shadi and I. A spoken personal word to you combined with the written word in your life will cause you to have an enduring confidence. It's what you read and what you believe and what you trust and then the one speaking to you because what you read comes from a person and his name is Jesus. I don't just believe in the words on paper because these words on paper represent a person and my faith is in him and he he not just this word but he and then let me jump ahead to something John 1 1 through 3 in the amplified in the beginning before all time was the word Christ and the word was with God and the word was God himself he was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and come into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. So when it says that the world's periods of time were organized, framed, and fashioned, and put together by the Word of God. It's not just this written Word. It's not just that spoken Word. It is the person of the Word. It's Jesus who comes in and equips and frames and brings together and fashions and puts order to your life so you can walk in an intended purpose. It's the person of who He is that when He steps into your life, he frames and he fashions and he brings order and he puts together a divine purpose for who he's called you to be and empowers you to walk it out and strengthens you and gives you the wisdom and the insight as you rely upon him to accomplish his purpose and his goal. And in the meantime, your life becomes this rich adventure as he weaves your life together with beautiful people that he continues to add into your life, and you accomplish something that counts for eternity. It's an adventure in God. So you take that written word, and you take that personal word. Jesus, he frames, he creates, he forms, he puts in order, and he equips you for your intended purpose by the word of God, him. His word was always spoken before it was written, 
but all word finds its source in him. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 in the Amplified Classic. In many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth, and in different ways God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. But in these last days he has spoken to us in the person of his Son, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time. He made, produced, built, operated, and arranged them in order. In other words, he's fashioning and framing and putting together in order in this generation, in your generation, and in your life. He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outrain or radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint and the very image of God, of his nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. Oh, how valuable is it to allow the word, his word, him to come in and arrange and, and create and put in order our lives for an intended use. And when you make yourself available, he says, come on, do you trust me? Do you trust me with your natural and earthly and your temporary? Because if you'll yield and trust me with your temporary together in this time on earth, we can bring forth results and fruit and rewards that count for eternity. And there's nothing more valuable knowing that you live for that. The spoken word to you will never contradict the written word in character, morality, motive, or purpose. And we have something that we teach in New Life. It's an acronym called LIFE. And Shadi and I were talking the other day, and, and this really stirred in me is from her, which that happens a lot. A lot of stirring. Good stirring. And other stirrings, yeah. We were sitting there talking about the acronym and, and what we teach here in New Life. It's very, very good. And we talked about just writing one for us personally. So I'm going to give you my personal acronym of L-I-F-E as we look back at 40 years. L, to love. Loving him with all my heart being loved by him and loving people. That, that love would be the motivating factor in everything that I do. And walking in love to guard my heart and my life to keep me free from bitterness or anger or unforgiveness. Listening, hearing, learning, and being led by the Spirit. It's my L. I, intimacy, knowing where my strength comes from, 
knowing where my help comes from. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Because if you lose your joy, you're in trouble. Intensity, passion, purpose. We are, Shadi and I have endeavored, and we live our lives all in, all out. Everything we have, giving the best of who we are and what we have, which causes us to be a little intense in time. Some of you maybe have experienced that. But we're passionate because we're in the process of giving our life away. And that's not the place nor the time to be mediocre if you want to live all out. I encourage you, live all out. Give it the best you have in living your life for him. F. Faith, enduring trust and confidence and dependency upon him. Faithfulness, a desire to be faithful to what he has entrusted to us, committed to our care, that we hear, well done, good and faithful servant. To finish our course with joy. Family, enduring to protect and provide for the people that we love. And we are so blessed that our family has increased and we have two absolutely beautiful, wonderful, amazing daughter-in-laws from the Philippines that continue to connect us even more so to this nation. And we have three of the most amazing, beautiful grandchildren you could imagine. Fellowship. The value of relationships in our life. You don't want to live life alone. It's not good for man to be alone. E, eternity. My life is not my own. I am part of something bigger than I am. My life here is temporary, but my obedience and faithfulness brings results and rewards that will be experienced, celebrated, and enjoyed in heaven. Lives that have been touched for him on earth having fruit that abounds for eternity. My wife thinks of heaven every single day. She lives and gives and loves to be pleasing to heaven, where you do not look for the applause or the recognition of man so you're not controlled by the opinions of man, but you look for the applause and the appreciation and the joy as heaven watches, so your life is pleasing unto him. In Hebrews 11, 
24 through 27 in the Amplified, it says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter because he preferred to endure the hardship of the people of God rather to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ, that is, the rebuke he might suffer for his faithful obedience to God, to be greater wealth than all the treasures of Egypt. For he looked ahead to the reward promised by God. By faith he left Egypt, being unafraid of the wrath of the king, for he endured steadfastly as seeing him who is unseen. Life is short. And Shadi and I have endeavored to live it as well as we possibly can to the best of our ability. By faith, receiving him, believing him, hearing him, obeying him, and trusting him. And while I want to encourage you today to establish the non-compromising values that you must have in your life that you choose to live by, principles and truths and values that help determine the choices you make and will determine the direction you take in life. And in the few minutes that I have left, I know a lot of the videos up there that, you sh- that were seen shows me teaching and preaching and outdoor crusades and conferences or pastor seminars, and I've been seeing a lot up here teaching over the 30 years. But let me tell you this. I am what I am today because of the grace of God and because of the love of a good woman. What we've done, we've done together. I thank God for the, the wife that Shadi is to me, the strength that she is to me, even though sometimes she loves to irritate me and finds joy in that. She's a phenomenal mother. She's an incredible wife. She's a great grandmother. And whatever it is that we've done on this journey, we've done it together. Her joy, her laughter, her giving, has been infectious, she's known by it, and by faith, you're going to have to live and love and trust and obey and give. Give freely. Listen to the Spirit of God and live your life rich, receiving, hearing, trusting, obeying, praying, giving, loving and forgiving, serving and endeavoring to be faithful, desiring to be pleasing to him in all your ways. Micah 6, 8 in the Amplified, this is a life verse of mine. He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you except to be just and to love and to diligently practice kindness and compassion and to walk humbly with your God, setting aside any overblown sense of importance or self-righteousness. Only two things in life are eternal, God and people. God, we want to love him, live a life pleasing to him and be available to serve him and people. Love them, forgive them, and give of yourself to them, demonstrating Jesus to them. That's what we've endeavored to do for 40 years. And I want to thank Brittany and Ryan and Stephen, my kids, who love us, 
love the church and love the Philippines and all the changes and the challenges that they've been through as they've grown. Very proud of them and love them for the woman and the men that I've watched them grow into. What we've done, we've done as a family. Our family and then you as our family. And we're not done. We have many, many more years to come. So we want to thank you as we celebrate 40 years. New Life, and those of you watching from other nations, other New Life families, we love you. And there's more, more to come. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.